Quit playing around at work. You should take things more seriously. Have you ever been told that or have you ever told other people they need to take their work more seriously? Well, today's podcast, we're going to talk about why that's the wrong thing to do. We're going to talk about how to make play a part of your day all on today's podcast. Salon owners are some of the most amazing people on planet Earth. The only problem is sometimes their hearts are so big and they give so much of themselves to their staff and guests that it creates unintended consequences. Our goal is to change the industry by elevating the way the rest of the world sees salons, spas, and barbershops and give it the credibility that it truly deserves. This is the Salon Owner Evo Revo Show. So, Doug, this is the deal, man. I think, and by the way, if you're watching with me uh, back at home or wherever you are in the world, would you do me a favor and type in the word fun if you think you should have more fun at work? But, Doug, isn't that the deal? Shouldn't we be having fun with our job instead of being yelled at for screwing around and not taking ourselves seriously? I mean, that's the thing. I always say you get one shot at this, right? So you yeah. may as well enjoy the ride. And sometimes we get too caught up and we get too serious about what work is. And yeah. if you can't, it doesn't mean that it's not, uh, there's not stress involved. There's not, you know, th- things that have to get done, but it also doesn't mean that you can't have fun doing those things. Right. And that's just the difference. Like if you're doing something, if you can't find a way to have fun doing it, then do something yeah. else. <laughs> yeah. You know, Doug, there's people that talk about this whole idea of like, you know, if you uh, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life, right? Like I've heard that before, and I just want to say where I think that's garbage and where I think it's true, right? Is that I, I think part of it is is that people people confuse hobbies and a business, okay? So a business is something that you have elements of it that you love every single day, but there's things that you have to do in the business. Like maybe doing your accounting is not your favorite thing to do, and your job at that point is to hire somebody who loves doing that job, right? Like hire somebody who loves doing that job. You don't have to do it. Maybe you have to do it for a while, but then you can hire somebody to do it. But I think you should have tons of elements of the job that you absolutely love, and then you should hire people to do all the other elements as your business continues to grow. And I think the myth for a lot of people is this idea that if you don't love it, then you're probably not doing it, leads to a lot of people saying, well, then I'm going to do a job that I absolutely love. And then they add in this extra amendment that says, but I don't care if I get paid to do it. And so they end up, right, like a lot of salon owners do, they end up, you know, owning a business, running it, not caring if they get paid because they've found something that they love to do. Yeah? Yeah, so I mean, it's it's fine to love when I mean, that aspect. You still got to look at it as a business. The thing yeah. is, I think you just got to find what that is. I grew up waiting tables, and there was a thing in waiting tables where you call it, you know, getting in the weeds. It's when you're super busy, everything's about to break, and you're making the most money that you can make. Yeah. Um, so that can either, but that was an exciting time to be in. I mean, that was like, you know, when you're in the weeds, especially if you're in a good place and you're having fun, you're joking with the other waiters, your people are jumping in and helping, and you're, you're, you're having fun with the kitchen, and everything's just flowing. I mean, that, I mean, it was, yeah, it, there was stress involved, but you enjoyed it. You know, you threw yourself into it. Now, that's different than being in a place, if because you know, I've worked in these situations before, where you're at a restaurant and as a waiter, and the manager's always on your back. You need to get the table for your right, food's right. up in the kitchen and just beating you up the whole time. Well, that sucks. <laughs> right, totally. But having it where it's fun, because you know, people get confused between, you know, having fun at work, that means that there's goofing off at work, and then there's right. having fun while you're doing your work. 
Well said. There's a big difference between goofing off and having fun while you're getting your work done. I, and I think that's it, right? It's like there's a happy productive and there's like a whip cracking productive that just doesn't make sense. And I think for so many people, like I know I know, I asked this question. Uh, I'm going to read this post that I posted. This kind of prompted this conversation. And we had we had Wynn Claybaugh on uh, the show last week, and he talked about having fun at work. That's kind of what prompted us down this path. A big shout out to Wynn for having a great podcast last week. By the way, if you caught Wynn's podcast, say caught it. If you need it, do me a favor and just comment need it in the chat. But I want to know, if you're watching with us live, do you think it's appropriate to be having fun at work? I know a lot of people uh, responded to this post. We talked about it. So I'm going to read you the post uh, as I as I post it online because I think it's worth, worth hearing if you haven't heard it before. Uh, my post said, stop playing around. You need to take things more seriously. You think this is funny? This is not a joke. We don't have time to play here, said salon owners everywhere. Uh, you either play to win or play to learn. But either way, you should always be at play. We truly experience our most creative and most valuable selves in a fully immersed state of play. The problem is for most of us adults, we think in order to get more done, you can't play around. You must take things seriously, which actually causes the rift in creation and meaning in our work. And this is for me, right? My goal is to let people play, experience who they truly are, restore their perceived moment of youth to become the rest of their lifetime. Remind them that they are fully created as child self is available to tap into any time they want it. The fountain of youth is directly related to the amount of playtime you have in your life. If you find that you're unhappy, ask yourself, when's the last time you were at play? Not with your children, but with your spouse, your coworkers, your extended family members, or even a stranger. And plan some play and see how those relationships get restored and repaired. Right? Doug, we play a lot of games at all of our destination trainings, right? Why why play games? Because people sometimes come to our trainings and they're like, you guys play a lot. By the way, if you've come to our trainings and played some games, do me a favor and comment play in there. Uh, but why, why do we play these games, Doug? What, what is different about you know us talking at people for hours and hours versus putting them immersed in a game? You put them in a game and it just raises the energy. Uh, one, it, it shifts their mind. Yeah. When you're playing a game, sometimes you don't you don't think through what you're doing because you're playing a game. But who you really are tends to show up, so it gives you a way to look at that. And it's like I think you remember things differently when you enjoy totally. the experience. So if you enjoy, even it's like you know, we'll do games and we always put money on the line. There's always there's always some oh yeah. Play. Part of games are a little bit of gambling. Got a little gamble in there, but uh, but it puts it puts it's we call it skin in the game, right? You got to get some skin in the game. You got to have some good risk in there because look, if you put up twenty bucks to play a game, and all of a sudden you have a chance to win. In some cases, we've had prizes up to like four thousand dollars at our trainings before. Like if you could win, if you could put twenty bucks up and win four thousand dollars, would you play a heck of a lot harder? If you would, do me a favor and comment and say harder. But I think that's. Such a big part of it, Doug, is that people, you know, put some skin in the game and they start to play at a different level. Yeah, and even if you know, even in playing those games, even when people lose, they don't win. They still had the adrenaline rush. They still enjoyed it. They still they learn things about themselves. They learn things about other people. And it's like you can always tell it's interesting. There's there's usually a team because we break people up into teams. Usually a team that got way too serious. Yeah. And everything blew up. Generally, the right. teams that win are the ones that have fun together and like or go for the thrill of it. Those are the ones that wins, the ones that get too serious that they always blow up, the pressure gets on, and it comes crashing down around their feet. 
Yeah, they take it too serious, they play too hard, or are super obsessed about it. I see in teams, and by the way, uh, if you see this in act- in real life teams, do me a favor and say real life, because uh, I learned, you know, Doug and I both learned from a good mentor of ours, uh, Blair Singer, we talk about him often, is uh, games reflect behavior. So this is why games are super important to learn inside the salon, is that when you... Uh, when you see the behavior come up in a random game that you're playing, it could be any game. You could be playing Monopoly and like you, you start cheating or you get mad and you throw the board because you hate playing a long game or whatever. It's like that behavior that you exhibit, like if you were playing, think of this. Let's, let's just say you were going to interview a new stylist to come into the salon and you played a game with them. And in that game, they constantly cheated their entire way through the game. Well, guess what? If they cheat there, they're probably are looking for other areas they can cheat in life. Now, I'm not saying that they're going to steal from you, but they might find ways to cheat in a haircut or cheat by not selling retail. And I mean, I'm saying cheating themselves, right? Because they're they're cheating themselves out of what they're capable of doing. And so when you see that behavior, it would flag you. So what we like to do in the academy is we'd like to play games with people in there so they can become aware of their own behavior. Because when you're just playing a game, you kind of go on like autopilot, right? You go on autopilot, your natural behaviors show up, and then you get to examine them and say, you know, when I got asked to be the leader, I kind of stood back and I wasn't really sure if I wanted to take that that risk. Or if you go, when I got asked to be the leader, I jumped in and told everybody what to do, whether they liked it or not. And you're like, wait a second, I, I don't know that that's the leader I want to be. Like, all it does is it holds a really blatant mirror back up to you so you can get a... Um, you can get a picture of like what type of leader you're currently beating, the behaviors that you might exhibit under pressure. Yeah, and so it gives you this opportunity to see that. And it's just a, it's just a fun way uh, to play, enjoy some time, and really to learn. And, and I, I think one of the other big things about that too is when people take it back and they realize you know, what playing that game was like for them. If you can turn your everyday in your business into fun and a game, still get a lot of things done, still produce a lot, but enjoy it. Then people show up. They want to come to work. It's that. It's not like, oh God, I've got a ten-hour day. Or you know, it's like go into it with that idea of having fun because yeah. the more that you can, the less resistance you're going to get in your day. If right. you're having fun, you're enjoying yourself, and that client that's a pain in the butt shows up and everything, you're going to turn them with your energy and your positive attitude. Whereas if if you weren't, you're going to let them drag you right down into their level. And that's when the day goes wrong. Yeah. If you want to have good energy inside your salon, do me a favor and say energy in the chat. And it actually reminds me of something, Doug. I was just thinking about this because we were just talking about play. One of the most popular programs that we've done because of how much success it creates for salons has been this program. Dude, Doug, I know you know all about this. The 30-day double your retail sales challenge that we do. Here's why this double your retail sales challenge has made such a huge difference in so many salons. Um, is it basically every day for 30 days, we give people a video challenge. Like it's a short, simple thing. And we basically set up a game inside the salon that we manage for you. You just have to implement it. And the good news is you tell your team you're going to do it. Like let's say for the month of uh, November or December, you wanted to run this 30-day challenge. Well, you tell your team, you'd say, listen, uh, for the next 30 days, we're going to run a retail sales challenge. I'm going to put a retail contest in place. There's going to be prizes, and we get them to actually play a game, which you might have done a retail contest before, uh, but this is similar but on steroids, right? And so then what happens is every day they get a text from our team. They get a text every single day. Every member of your team gets a text every day talking about how to get permission from your guests, how to know your numbers, how to use an if, this, then, that, how to uh, create value, how to do stories to sell things. 
how to create problem and solution situations. And all of these are little micro challenges in a day. So if you imagine you could sit and train your entire staff for an hour and they might remember 2% of what you said. But if every day you give them like a little video message and a little like nugget of training, they either use that that day or they don't. And then the next morning at 7 a.m., they get another text saying, hey, here's something else to try today. And even if only five of these things work for them, it's going to bump their retail. Ten of these things work for them. It's going to bump their retail. And guess what? Because they're micro dosing on training, you guys catch that? If they're micro dosing on training, the opportunity for that to be a long lingering learn is massive. So if you want information on the 30 day uh, W retail sales challenge, uh, comment 30 days in the chat and I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll I'll message it to you or something like that. Cause you can check it out. Uh, it'd be a killer thing. We had somebody last Christmas, uh, go through it. She had a gal who was just a nail tech in her salon, uh, who averages about a thousand dollars a month in retail, which is awesome for a nail tech. She did over $3,000 in the month of December last month. Uh, big props out to Chelsea, by the way, uh, out in Virginia who did that last year. I mean, imagine if just half your staff doubled their retail, what would that do? And you could do the math, you know exactly what that is. So comment 30 day or 30 days in the comment section below and I'll send you over the information if any of you guys wanna do that. But if you don't, like make your own little micro challenge where you do little trainings every single day because they need something fun. They need something to interact with or play with inside the salon because I think if they're not playing, they're, they're for sure got the, uh, the good old RBF, Doug, you know what I'm talking about, RBF. We'll just we'll just say that. I don't have to say what it is. If you know what RBF stands for, do me a favor and comment RBF because I know you do. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think one of the other things, like when we do the 30-day retail challenge, is that the job of the owner is to keep the energy up through the challenge. Yeah. And yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah. what creates – you create that fun environment. You keep the energy up. Hey, what worked for you? It's just changing those things. Like, yeah, that was fun. That was good. That you know, That's what makes the difference. I mean, that's what makes – and plus – as an owner, man, you're going to go into a much better environment whenever it's, you know, I tell people, if you walk in as an owner, do people run from you or do they run to you? Yeah, uh, that's good. That will tell you a lot about how much fun you're having and how much fun you're instilling in your team. If they're excited to see you and they want to tell you something or they've got something funny to tell you or just some high energy stuff, then they don't run to you. But if they're like, oh, God, they're going to give me 15 things to do. Don't even make eye contact. Uh, I know he's pissed about this or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That that's that's a good barometer. So just notice next time you walk in, do people avoid eye contact and run from you, or do they look and seek you out uh, when you show up? Yeah. There's there's uh, I was trying to remember what this exact thing is, but I can I can kind of remember like a piece of it. I'll hopefully drop this out for you guys to be be helpful today. By the way, if this has been helpful, do me a favor and comment helpful. If you're listening on the podcast, you can just yell helpful at whatever device you're listening to us on. That's fine too. Um, but here's, there's three modes that you can kind of operate in inside the salon, and I think this is really helpful because, Doug, you, you mentioned do they run to you or do they run toward you, right? And run from you or to you, yes. What did you say, towards you or to you? Run from you or oh. run towards you. Well, all right, well, fine. I just added a different alliterated <laughs> to and toward. But, that, yeah, let's figure this out, right? Oh, to and towards is the same thing, right? Yeah. Uh, all right, yeah, you said it better. Uh, so here's, here's the other thing that I think is super helpful is there's three modes you can operate as a salon owner. You can either be in parent mode, which is I tell you what to do when I say it, damn it, right? That's parent mode. You can be in parent mode to your salon staff. You can be in partner mode. Hey, Doug, how do we get this done together, right? You and I will work together to get this done. You're a partner with me and we can get this done. Or you're in play mode. And play mode is the silly, entertaining, having fun, joking around and doing all this. Now, the reason why, um, 
the reason why I want to share this with you guys and kind of give you this framework on parent mode, play mode, or partner mode is that what can happen is that you can be in parent mode too often. You can be in play mode too often. So think about this, Doug. We, we meet salons all the time where like the owner is constantly in play mode and they forget to be the parent sometimes, right? Or they're always the parent and they forget to have any play. So if you were to take like an assessment of what percent of the time are you in parent mode in the salon, are you in partner mode and in the salon, and how much are you in play mode? Because this, this happens in a, in a family too, right? It's like when I'm with my kids, I can either be in parent mode, you know what I'm talking about, all right, son, here's what I need you to do, that's parent mode. Play mode is like, let's be goofy and have a good time and enjoy ourselves, or partner mode. How do you think we should do this? What do we wanna do together? And the two of us are in that mode we're kind of exploring and learning together. And I'll tell you, man, it for kids, it's really hard to switch from like full-time play, tickle fest on the floor, rolling around, right? To switch to, okay, kids, now you need to be serious. They don't like to flip back and forth. Your staff is the exact same way. Is that if you're always in play, screwing around, making jokes, I don't really care what happens around here, who cares if you're late, and then all of a sudden you flip to parent mode, you're gonna freak people out. Like, know this, your team in the salon are just like children in the sense of like, they like to be treated like human beings, right? They don't like to be treated as less than. And so the goal is they wanna see a sense of stability in you as the leader, just like your kids wanna see a sense of stability in you as a parent. So if you flip back and forth from like, ha ha, I'm playing around, just kidding, you might be fired. Like if you flip that switch back and forth all the time, then they're gonna feel uncomfortable. They're gonna feel like you're volatile. They're gonna feel like you're bipolar, right? They're gonna be freaking out. Like, hey, is Doug in a parent mode today? Is he coming in ready to yell at everybody? Or is Doug, playful Doug, hanging out, having a good time? Or is Doug coming to be my partner? And I would say more often than not, I would encourage you to be in partner mode with your staff as often as possible. Parent mode, probably a little bit more minimal and play mode probably more than you're doing right now. Yeah, I think it's, it's finding that balance where you're not one or the other. And I think you're gracefully going from one to the other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With a good transition? <laughs> yeah, with a nice a, a nice transition because it's like with kids, you can't go from the crazy, let's just, we're playing like nuts and then all of a sudden everything's super serious. They get super confused and then they don't want to play because they don't know what's coming. Right. They're, they're, it's unpredictable. And I think remember that as a salon owner is if you're unpredictable, your staff can't figure you out, then they're going to avoid you. And again, that's when they're going to run. What would you say? They're going to run from you? Run from you instead of running towards you. <laughs> from you versus towards you. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and again, I think that's a that's a big deal is getting your staff to run towards you. They run towards you because they feel safe and comfortable and that you seem like a stable leader. They're going to run from you when you're volatile, when they don't understand what they're in for. If like, is Doug in a good mood today or is Doug in a bad mood today? Right. I don't know why, Doug, you're my example salon owner for everything, but you get my point. Uh, right. right. Is the salon owner. Is That's the case. So I'd love to find out from you guys uh, what you're what you're learning right now in the chat if you're on with us. But I, I hope that you guys are continuing to learn some just really valuable resources uh, that you'll be able to use inside the salon and kind of, you know, adapt and adopt to more play. Uh, we're putting out a newsletter, uh, a newsletter. I, I sound like it's like 100 years ago. A newsletter. We're sending you out some piece of paper in the mail. Um, we're putting out a new vlog post. I still, like after 12 years, Doug, I still say newsletters. That's why I started 12 years ago. Um, a vlog post that's going out that has a video and then it will be turned into an email and also sent to you via email. Um, but that new vlog post was all about how do we play games inside the salon? 
you know, I was doing a training inside the, uh, the High Performance Salon Academy for our Platinum members just uh, on Wednesday, just yesterday actually, and it was called Deeper Conversations, and I'll give you guys part of it, and you can watch it when it comes out on the blog also. But uh, we were just saying, like, how do you make sure that your staff has a good time in team meetings? And this is kind of what we talked about. Doug, you might have some things to crank this up a notch too. Is we said, there's two types of questions. There's open-ended questions and closed-ended questions. And there's a great drill that you can do with your staff. So open-ended questions are questions that can be answered with anything besides the yes or no. Closed are questions that can be answered with a yes or no. Uh, but there's question starters for open-ended questions and closed-ended questions. So open-ended question starters are, uh, who, what, where, when, how, why? Closed-ended questions are if, and, could, should, would, is, like all these things. So basically, if you imagine this scenario, is you have two team members in a team meeting, have them come up, and we're going to practice how to ask open and closed-ended questions. And the goal of the game is everybody asks as many open-ended questions as possible. If you, and again, the game is called questions, and if the other person ends up asking a closed-ended question instead of an open, then everybody at the in the group gets to buzz them. They go, eh, and they buzz them, right? And that means that person is out. Or if you can get the other person to answer your question, eh, you can buzz them, and it will actually take them, it will actually take them out of that scenario as well. So what you do, you line up two team members face to face. And you have them play the game to ask as many open-ended questions back and forth. Hopefully they get through three or four before somebody makes a mistake. As soon as one person gets buzzed, then you replace them with another team member. So you put like three on one side, three on the other, and let them rotate around. It's like a game. I know, right? Heaven forbid you've ever played a game in your team meeting. Most of the time, I know, I know you guys, if you're guilty of this one, say guilty. But most of the time, you guys are in a team meeting telling your staff what they need to do. Okay, guys, we need to sell more retail. We need to pre-book some more. Here's what the Christmas promotion is going to look like. Uh, here's what's not working inside the salon. By the way, somebody hasn't been doing the laundry and nobody's uh, putting their towels away. And here's what else. Like, okay, everybody have a good meeting. Like, that's your team meeting. And maybe you'll sneak in some education. But what if you actually played a game like this? And I know I, I gave like the shortest version of that possible. But, you know, you take those two people, get them to play this open-ended question game. Uh, and we'll give you a download and all that stuff in the, the blog when it comes out. But get them to play a game. Like, Doug, is, would that be something that would be what, – what do you think about playing a game like that in a team meeting? What would that do to the staff? Well, I mean, one, they're going to enjoy it. I mean, when you, when you learn to do that, when you can make especially, especially your team meetings fun and put games in them, your staff yeah, – yeah. you start getting all kinds of different comments about the meeting. When are we having another meeting? That was the best meeting I've ever been yeah. to. I had a lot of fun in that meeting. Right. Let's do that again. Because yeah. uh, the thing is that you add other elements in, and there's a, there's a competition part to that, you know. Oh. And it's, and then it's like we we call uh, friendly, learning by friendly competition. Right. And we point. we love the comment of uh, learning by accident. That by having fun, you're learning by accident. You can go into it, but the lessons that you can learn from that. Of course, the power of that's in the debris. Uh, but. Yeah, that, that's where it's good. And it's like when you can do that. I, I remember whenever we started shifting all of our stuff into that direction. I mean, the meetings, people really started going, wow, that was a really good meeting. That was great. When are we having another meeting? Which is totally different than what it used to be. <laughs> Instead of the like, why do we have to have one of these meetings every month? Right. Couldn't we do this once a year? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and by the way, I just want to clarify, like, we're, I'm not perfect at this. I know Doug's not perfect at it. I mean, shoot, I need to have more play in my team meetings, too. I mean, we do it a lot in our trainings, and that's that's helpful. And we do do our best to have some play as much as possible. And again, I do a lot of play things. We went and played, you know, we went and did top golf. We went to a winery, and we went and did some fun things with our team recently. But the idea is, is like, are you actively seeking to have more fun, or are you not paying attention to it? And it just becomes, you know, you're the parent all the time. So anyway, do me a favor and comment with the word fun if you're ready to have more fun inside the salon. I know I've been asking the whole podcast, but I really want you to comment and just make sure that you get the message. This is all about fun. Uh, also, if you enjoyed today's podcast, I'd love it for you to share it with somebody else or tag somebody in the comment section below that you think needs to have more fun. Obviously, we'll talk about, you don't have to say like, uh, I don't know why I'm going to say this word. It sounds like I'm 100. Uh, you're a fuddy-duddy. I don't know why that was my term, my term. Uh, but if you, you know, if you're somebody who needs to have more fun, you can tag that person in the comments and just say like, "Hey, I'd love to have more fun inside the salon. Here's a great idea for a team meeting. What do you think about it?" And that'll really help to get more people aware of what's going on. If you want to jump in the conversation, subscribe to the Evo Revo podcast. You can go to evorevopodcast.com and get subscriptions uh, to the podcast, or jump on your favorite device. Uh, on iTunes, on Spotify, or whatever the heck else you're listening to podcasts on, maybe even on Pandora, and join us there. Thanks for being on the podcast today, Doug. Look forward to another great podcast with you guys next week. Thanks for being on. Later, guys. Thanks for listening to the Evo Revo podcast. If you liked today's episode, please subscribe, leave us a review, and you can always get more information, including show notes and the video episodes at evorevopodcast.com.